Are there mutual funds in your portfolio? When and why would you want to be invested in a fund rather than in individual stocks? You're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to The Art of Investing. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Kaskill. Joining me today in the studio is Peter Maris, a certified financial planner and president of the Resource Financial Group. Peter is a registered principal of AIG Financial Advisors and a member of FINRA and SIPC. Peter, welcome to the show. I would hope that most of our audience knows what a mutual fund is, but if they do not, can you define one, please? Sure, Larry. Mutual fund is simply an investment vehicle. It affords three basic benefits. It affords diversification. In other words, a mutual fund pools money from many different investors and hires, number one, a professional management team to manage your money. So as an individual with our $100 or $100,000, we can invest in a mutual fund and have a professional manager take care of our money. And he provides liquidity for us. If we wanted our money, they could sell the portfolio and give us our money back whenever we wanted it. And, of course, diversification. With as little as $1,000 or $100,000, you can own pieces of anywhere from 40 to 100 different companies. So you have professional management, diversification, and liquidity as the biggest benefits of this investment vehicle known as a mutual fund. Well, the thing that scares me the most is what you keep saying is this professional management. What do these guys know that I don't know? Why can't I just pick some stocks and do just as good as a mutual fund? A lot of research goes into finding the, the people who can make the right decisions in different disciplines. So, for example, you might have a mutual fund that buys blue chip stocks, buys government bonds, buys international stocks. And these people are focused on one discipline, and their goal is to do the best job in that particular discipline. And money's emotional. When you and I buy a stock, we get to love it or, or hate it, and we don't treat it as we should as a... Right. We marry it. We ride it up, and we ride it into the ground. Exactly. These guys are paid to the discipline to sell at a certain point, to buy additional shares at a certain point, and they follow a, a very disciplined system of buying and selling stocks. So our job is to make sure we find the management team that has a that does a good job and then leave the, the heartache to them. How does a mutual fund differ from what Warren Buffett has done? He, with Berkshire Hathaway, he, he kind of buys companies and holds them forever. He rarely sells, although recently he did sell his stake in PetroChina. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but but historically he just buys and good companies and holds them forever and has done better than any mutual fund ever. Berkshire Hathaway, which is uh, Warren Buffett's company, is basically a conglomerate, and essentially it's a mutual fund. It owns shares of many different companies in there, from Coca-Cola to insurance companies to drilling companies like PetroChina. And when you have a portfolio with 100 different stocks in there, whether you trade them every day or hold them long-term, you have a mutual fund. So, I mean, would you characterize it as a growth fund, a value fund, or a hybrid? The latter, a hybrid, because if you have something like PetroChina in there, it's hardly a value stock, but it's a part of a foreign country, China. So he has some domestic companies, some international companies. He buys a lot of treasury bills. So it is a, it's a hybrid type of mutual fund. I read recently that if you put $10,000 to Warren Buffett in 1965, I think it would be worth something like $300 million today. And that's, that's a pretty nice return from a mutual fund. You got any at uh, your company that do as well? <laughs> Well, actually, the larger the companies become, the less the, the growth has been that impressive. He still has a fantastic track record. Even this year, he's, I think, up 50%. He's buy and hold, finds the companies, and, uh, and holds them until the end. 
he's one who didn't participate in the tech bubble right, at all right. because he only buys companies that he understands, and he doesn't understand anything with the technology companies. Better for him. Would you say that Warren Buffett does asset allocation, even though he doesn't call it that? Absolutely. He's diversified. Again, he doesn't buy all insurance companies or all Coca-Cola or McDonald's. He's diversified around a long range of disciplines and industries and big companies and small companies. So, yeah, he does, a, he does his own asset allocation, whether targeted or not. He's done it. How's the price of a mutual fund determined? I, I know there's this thing called NAV, but I have no idea what it means. NAV is simply the share price. It's the value of all the stocks in the portfolio divided by the number of shares outstanding. So, like a share stock is $20.00. The NAV of a mutual fund, which is the share price of a mutual fund, could be $20 as well. Peter, the one thing I don't like about mutual funds is if there's a day where the market is tanking, i got to wait till the end of the day to get out of that mutual fund. Is there a way around that? Well, there is, but you, you need to remember why you purchase mutual funds. Oh, right. I'm supposed to hold them. They're buy and hold <laughs> investments, and they're supposed to keep you away from the psychology of selling them on a bad day, buying them on a good day, just simply they're buy and hold investments because inside the mutual fund, they're buying and selling for you. So uh, these new investments called ETFs, exchange-traded funds, which are simply, they're a different sort of mutual fund. They allow you to buy and sell during the day, and that's simply a contradiction on why you buy mutual funds in the first place. So they have their merits, exchange-traded funds, but when you're buying and selling the S&P 500, the the China market on a day-to-day basis, it's, uh, again, a contradiction on why you would buy mutual funds in the first place. Are the mutual fund managers trading these ETFs during the day for you? I mean, i got to believe some of them are. Well, the mutual fund managers generally, they'll trade individual stocks, Larry. So if it's a blue-chip fund, they'll be buying and selling McDonald's and Microsoft and American Airlines and Google during the day. So even though you haven't sold your fund during that down day or up day, within the fund, transactions are being conducted daily. So they could have made the sales for you. Peter, every commercial about a mutual fund at the end has a disclaimer saying past performance is no guarantee of future performance. So should I be looking at funds that have a guy in charge that have had the best past returns? Or has that guy peaked and I look for the the underdog who's had a crappy year and and pick that mutual fund? It's interesting. It's it's more the the industry, Larry. As an example, since the, the crash years, small cap mutual funds have done better, per se, than large-cap funds. But there'll be a point in time when the large-cap market, and it seems to be taking place now, will perform better than the small-cap market. As a result, you have to look at the mutual funds versus their peers. So apple to apple, major leaguers versus major leaguers, minor leaguers versus minor leaguers. So you wouldn't compare performance of a small-cap company with a large-cap company. You want to make sure when you're comparing performances, you're comparing apples to apples. Do you as a financial planner have trading cards of all the mutual fund guys <laughs> and trade them amongst yourselves and see yeah. how they did this year? I do. Chris Davis is one of my favorites, but uh, no, I'll, I'll take a Chris it's Davis. It's not a bad idea. Card. It's not a bad idea to sell those. Well, you, uh, you, you get to know these managers. Uh, you read about them. You visit them. You hear them speak. And you get to really trust what they say because of the convictions they have on these companies. So it makes sense to know the managers of the funds that you're working with. I know there's a lot of products now that are called, they have all different names, lifestyle funds, where you basically pick a date you're going to retire, and it's kind of like set it and forget it. Tell me about those. Well, these lifestyle funds or target funds, Larry, they're really a a pretty good idea. And I want to give you an example. If you went to a big buffet and they gave you a plate, there's all these different foods. There's roast beef and there's vegetables and there's dessert. 
you have the option of going and making your own plate or simply going to somebody you trust and, and then handing you a plate of already balanced food, proper amount of meat, vegetables, the f- four or five food groups already made. So you have an uh, option of doing either one. It's similar with the mutual funds. You can get a pre-made portfolio that focuses on your level of, of risk or when you plan to use the monies, or you can design one yourself either on your own or with a professional money manager and try to do better. But I really like the lifestyle funds because they can never, I say never, but there's a, less likely they'll blow up on you because they're balanced, they're professionally managed, they're reallocated usually quarterly, and I, I really like them for a lot of individuals. And every company pretty much has them now. I mean, they, they seem to be ubiquitous. They're around, absolutely. Most companies have one now. And that makes your job easier a little bit. It does because it allows us to have a core. Let's say if we take a portfolio and put 70% in a core fund like the Lifestyle Fund where we know that the basics are being covered. And then let's say overweight, a sector that we like, let's say putting a little bit more into Europe or into the large cap. So you do a, a, a core fund and a satellite fund, and that usually works out very well. Now, we talk about asset allocation and rebalancing. There's commercials on all the time saying, have you rebalanced your portfolio? If I have one of these lifestyle funds, is someone balancing for me? Yes. The ones we work with, and I'm assume most of them, but the ones we work with rebalance quarterly automatically for you. So if a fund or a particular sector did real well in a quarter, they'll sell some of that and take that money and buy something that didn't do as well. And again, what that does is it allows us to take the psychology out of keeping winners for too long because these companies systematically sell some of our winners and we get to realize these gains. Let's say a fund was holding gold and oil for the last month. How do they know when, when the top's there? Or do they have do they have a computer program that says you're going to sell your gold, you're going to sell your oil at this price, you're not going to ride it to the top? What they do is when you get into the portfolio, they'll say there's 10% of your money is in commodities like oil, gold, the mining stocks. So if the growth of that sector takes your portfolio, let's say 13%, they'll sell off 3% of that portfolio to bring the asset allocation, the asset allocation back down to the 10%, which is the target. So you're not getting rid of your gold and oil. You get to hold on to it. You're just getting rid of a little of it. We're taking the profits off the table and reallocating. So they sound great. I want one. Do I have one? You have one. I have one. Peter Maris, thank you very much for joining us today. My pleasure, Larry. I'm Dr. Larry Caskell, and we've been talking with Peter Maris, who is president of the Resource Financial Group. We've been talking about what everybody knows about, but maybe not as much as they need to know, mutual funds. You've been listening to The Art of Investing on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. At ReachMD.com, we welcome your questions and comments. And if you check out our website, you can download podcasts of our entire library. Thanks for listening.